Awakening the faithful, reaching the lost, and making church matter. Hey everyone, welcome, welcome to, to the Rebuild, Rebuild podcast. podcast. I'm your host Kelly, you and I'm joined by Tom parish, today. We also have to this a podcast. special guest star in the house. It's Carol Guarieri. Hi, Carol. Hi. How's it going, guys? It's going great. Carol is our director of missions here, so that'll give you a little hint to what we're talking about today. We've been talking about money for the past four months. On the podcast, <laughs> does it feel that, that way? <laughs> yeah, it has. It has not been Come on. that many. Come this on, the, this is the third month. Oh, this is the third. Yeah. So that's, not four, but three. Yes. Okay, <laughs> that's a lot of money talk. <laughs> so it's December, and we're going to wrap up our talks on money, and they haven't all been about money. I mean, last month was on stewardship Sunday, which ended up being much more a conversation about. Um, planning an event, planning a weekend, planning the homily, preparing people for it, and right. much less about actual money. Yeah, Sure. That yes. makes sense. And this is really more about that, too. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think kinda. so. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we are celebrating the Church Money book being out, and just yeah. want to share with you a review on Amazon. Uh, this was written by Matthew Luft, OSB. Um, he said this, I read this in a day, and I've already purchased money books, uh, more books for my stewardship what? committee. What? Um, uh, Father White and Mr. Corgan have provided the church a great service with this book. Finally, we have a solid Catholic perspective on money, not built on guilt or on need, based on the central biblical principle that everything we have comes from God, and to God all, including our lives, will be returned. I found myself challenged, affirmed, and motivated both personally and with my parish community to reevaluate how to view finances, money, and stewardship. Truly a must-have for every parish stewardship committee, parish pastoral, pastoral council, and finance council. So wow, thank you that's very much. a great review. Congratulations. Yes, yeah. the reviews have been awesome. I really, It's very satisfying when you hear yeah. people I mean, they're, they're so well thought out. It's not just like, hey, great book. You right, should read right. it. It's yeah. just also affirming, I think, too, from the perspective of how many people really were thirsting for this kind of yeah. information. Yeah. It's great. That's a good thought too, Carol. I didn't thought of that either. So uh, if you've read the book and have not written a review on Amazon, we really appreciate that. It really helps to get the word out and to kind of continue to help more people know about it. So we'd, we'd appreciate that. Go yep. to Amazon, write a review. Church money. So in our last podcast, we talked about how to have a great stewardship weekend. Check that out. That's November's podcast. And stewardship weekend for us is all about giving to the parish. We only uh, do that once a year and we don't have other asks throughout the year. Um, for the parish. However, we do have a different ask in December during Advent where we ask our parish or invite our parish to give to people in need. And so every year we have an Advent giving campaign of some kind. And I've been here for about 10 years at the church. So I do remember some of this history. We're going to go into yeah. sort of our progression. How long have you been here, Carol? At the church, about seven years. About seven years. Mm -hmm. Okay. And Tom has been here forever. Tw <laughs> Tw 22. <laughs> 22. Okay. So so where did we start, Tom? Or at yeah. least what do you remember? Where we where did we start with um, Advent giving? And activity? I think this is helpful to do this little history because actually it was kind of fun to ask Father White a little bit about it. But also because I think a lot of places are where we were at some point mm. in this history, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I hopefully it helps you get to the next, pl I think, a next place, that there isn't even a next place with your Advent giving, and, and Carol's going to kind of provide that. Then we're going to argue. There's going to be an argument between me and it's Carol. Gonna gonna, it's it's going to be great. It's going to be a gonna, debate. It's, it's debate. not an argument. Oh, it's a oh, debate. Okay. Fist the cuffs and everything. You're going to Yep. Hear. Can't um, wait. Carol's Two Philly tough. people going <laughs> toe-to-toe oh, here. 
I'm a lover, not a fighter. I'm going to step out for that. Uh, Philly, I don't know. you gotta got to have your wits about you from Philly here. So, <laughs> I feel like we should say, too, um, let's see, I'm changing the subject because I don't, I don't like to fight. I could feel it. Um, I could feel you were changing the subject. I feel like we, too, need to say, like, it's not just once a year that Nativity gives to people in need, though, right? But this oh, is right. our one intentional ask right and this is i think it's also important just to state that it, this is the one big one that we do church-wide community-wide yeah. mm-hmm. um no this is definitely not the only right. time that we support our partners but this is certainly the one time that we do a full encompassing church-wide campaign right, right. so that's what we're gonna be talking about today but if you want more information on like how we do missions in general carol is your girl and you can find her email on our website yep okay, okay. that's no it's an important part i think so just a little a little history. Um, when we came, Father White came, we had like an Advent giving tree. And I think a lot of yep. places have this. This is why I thought this was a good place to start. So like schools have this. Lots of places have lots this, Lots of places, right? lots of parishes. And so it was like one tree mm-hmm. with ornaments. Yep. And kind of in the narthex. Okay. Or the lobby area. And you could come, pick up an ornament, and go out. And the and ornament has something written on written it that you buy. Written written on it. I okay. think a lot of places still have this, you know. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, Mostly it had toys. There were other things like diapers for babies or he said that Father Michael was telling me yesterday cosmetics for mm-hmm, for, for mm-hmm. women or, or whatever. But mostly what did people want to buy? I remember toys, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I remember my first Christmas here. There weren't a whole lot of ornaments left on the tree, but I still wanted to do it with my kids. And I bought flannel shirts, adult okay. flannel shirts. There you go. There's so. stuff like that. Clothes. I think they're, that's, yep. they threw it. So I think this is the genius of, of Michael, Father Michael. <laughs> He saw to it that there could be more to it. Like, there's mm-hmm. this is cool, but so then like, I think at some point he encouraged them to add three or four more trees. Yep. Right. So put more ornaments in, make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. And then the following year, then he came up with the idea that people were bringing back all these gifts and buying all this stuff, but like then it would just get shoved in a closet or put out of sight, out of mind, and no one knew how much was being collected. Mm. And so. He they we started doing a a little display, a very small display of all the gifts mm-hmm. that were being collected. Now, some of that had a little bit of of you know the the people who were organizing it had a little pushback because for them the idea was get the stuff and get it to the people in need, which which makes right. sense. Sure. But what Father Michael understood is if people in the parish saw the stuff, they would want to participate. You would increase in participation. There was uh-huh. a marketing idea here. And so over a couple of years, we started putting together a display and the display grew and grew and grew uh, so much fact uh, that by the end, it took up a whole room. Yeah, it was all the way back mm-hmm. in our, our theater, right our behind theater, us here, our, yeah. our, our old theater in our children's room. And it, it took up the whole room. It took up the entire room. And it fed upon itself that mm-hmm. people would come and it became an event. You would come back that weekend. And this is really kind of the kernel of this idea we we're talking about where it's one weekend where people see the impact. We would say, go back and see everything you have done as a parish, everything you've collected. And then Michael was telling me yesterday, so there would be like a bike. Mm-hmm. And someone would go back and get two bikes. And then someone would see the two bikes since they go back and get four bikes. And it oh just and that added upon it. And hmm. just, again, all these things. So over time, again, this thing grew so huge. To a certain point, though, Again, it began to see the, the the capacity our parish had. We're like, these are all great, and it's really great to make give kids toys. But every other organization in the world is giving kids toys at Christmas, right? And 
our it grew so much that I think we were starting to struggle to give people. <laughs> Carol's just shaking her head. <laughs> who to give all this stuff to? Right. And if our parish was capable of doing that, could we then possibly do something far more significant? Mm. Again, not that giving toys to needy kids is a bad thing, but could we have a greater impact? We know those toys are just going to break, that they're going right. to wear down. Yeah. We know other places are giving to people at Christmas in times of need. Yeah. It's kind of a one-and-done gift, right, Carol? Transactional. <laughs> transactional. I'm transactional. Just my head. I know, Carol's just, got this look on her head. I've got a cringe. What do you mean by transactional? So, Tra- Carol? There's, well, as, <laughs> ready? Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Maybe I should have invited you. Okay. <laughs> Tom second guessing himself yes. right now. No, I've already great. started making notes. We don't want to be offending people that are still doing no, 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 giving trees. No, 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 of course not. Yeah. Absolutely not. Definitely not offending. And it's just again, like you said, it's an education point to make that how to grow from beyond this particular method or model and approach to supporting vulnerable populations. So where you're talking about, yes, of course, the marketing idea and the concept behind seeing everything that's collected, but I'm looking at it and I'm going, no, 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 we need to know who's behind getting the gift. That's why it's so transactional because yes, we're collecting and we've got four bikes coming in and everything, and but it's it's an easy step for people to take. It's too easy is where it's I would It's what Carol would argue. call relief missions, yes, really. It, well, and right? it, not kind even of. so relief, because there's nothing relief related to giving toys right. to children right, for right. Christmas situations, but it is it is that concept of transactional. I don't necessarily know what your story is mm-hmm. and what you have gone through and the struggles and the challenges that's facing your life if I'm just buying a bunch of bicycles and putting them into a, a truck and they're getting mm-hmm. delivered. I want to know the person who's getting it. I want to know that's where the relationship yeah, that's and where I think, real impact And what is. I would say to this, this is where we're starting to fight uh, or debate or argue. <laughs> however you want to put it is that we want to move people in that direction yes where they're they're connecting Correct. Their giving. there's a scale and what i would say is the good thing that tapped into is people want to give and yes. especially mm. and this is why we're talking about this in december they especially want to give at, at christmas holidays. time right people want to do that like whereas sometimes asking for money for our parishes can be difficult or for other things at different times of the year not at this time at this time of the year people are looking for something right. to do and so as a parish this mm-hmm. is an incredible opportunity now i think what we again we're, our progression, where we're going this is a, we're going okay. there carol yep, yep, this is good this is good we're going to the place of transformation and that's what what and now that and it's not as easy as it sounds no it's but not. i think well, what we're happened, not there yet okay no well what i was gonna say is to go. there was a then a transition year okay in which um, someone else on our staff who I think a lot of the same heart as Carol. So Maria was on our staff, felt the same way about the I giving. often get mistaken for Maria. Do you really? Oh okay. my gosh, I can't even tell you. So okay. yes. There's, there's a same spirit you have. So um, of feeling the same way you feel of like, okay, this is good, but it feels like less than ideal. And it feels like mm. we're not really, it's just a bunch of stuff. And is it, you know, this is working, you know, I think this right. is the pejorative, like rich people and Timonium sending people down and stuff and not being connected. And so at the same time, this is where I think this is a blessing of God. There was a video, if anyone remembers, of called the Advent Conspiracy that if came out. If you haven't out. seen it, you need to check it yeah, out. And oh, there's, yeah, and there, the old version is the one we really, I don't know. And That was the best one. Probably like in February, but pretty clearly after we've been through this experience, we watched that video and a couple of members on the staff were like, that is awesome, right? To, to transition from toys... And what Advent Conspiracy was talking about was we spend all this much money, uh, you know, four hundred fifty billion or no? That's, that sounds I don't like remember that can't the be four hundred fifty million. I, it's re- absurd amount of money. 
Um, it might be billion. <laughs> that sounds probably Here, close. I'll watch right. the video. Four hundred fifty billion. Talking. Yeah, it's not four hundred fifty million. <laughs> it's four hundred fifty billion. And versus what could solve the water would be a fraction of that. So every year what we spend on Christmas it could solve the world's water problems. Mm. And that just inspired us to be like, wow. I mean, it's great that our church is coming around, but we could build wells and really solve. You know, this isn't just a toy, which is, of course, a good thing to do, but this is water. I mean, this is even more basic and more necessary. And imagine if we could marshal the whole parish together uh, to get behind. $1 trillion is spent globally oh. each year on Christmas. Okay, Sorry globally. to interrupt Sorry, you. I was even close then. All right. Whew, thanks for correcting trillion. me. So thanks for collecting. And that might be a little bit more advanced from, that might be their newer this version. This might be but, the newest one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah. Was from, yep. But you get the ridiculous yeah. amount of money. And and so that captured our imaginations. I'm yeah. like, oh my gosh, what we could do as a parish and mm-hmm. how awesome a story to tell to say if just one Christmas we took the money that people were giving towards this, the giving tree and gave people water. Um, now, we kind of knew that was going to be difficult sell for some people because they were emotionally attached to giving that way, which might be why Carol says you need to be careful there. <laughs> so I'm just, you got, I wish you could just see Carol. So this is where we should have a video. Um, <laughs> there should be a little camera here uh, showing right my there, facial reaction. So um, – <laughs> We knew we did need to transition that, and we also didn't want to leave people out who had been ex- who were really needed those toys, or whom that had come to be added joy to their Christmas. We didn't want to take that away, but pretty much early on, like the first quarter of the of the this one year, you know, way before Christmas, we decided this was the path we needed to take. And that video is just reminding me too of what one idea, a really well communicated idea, could mm. can do too. It just captured our imaginations. Um, And so maybe we want to pause here because we're kind of at the break and then we come back and finish that story. Okay, we'll take a quick break right back with more about Advent Conspiracy. In their upcoming book, Father Michael and Tom dig into one of the most important yet undiscussed topics in all of church world, money. Right off of their successful $15 million capital campaign, Father Michael and Tom give you strategies to fund your parish effectively. In order to complete our mission and vision as parishes and begin the process of rebuilding, we need to have funding available. Jesus had a lot to say about money, yet it seems to be something that we are increasingly uncomfortable talking about. This new book will dive into what Jesus says about funding the church and give resources to parishes for funding the new evangelization, whether it's a capital campaign for a building project or increasing the weekly offertory. You can find all the tools and strategies you need for raising funds for your parish. Be on the lookout for the new book from the authors of Rebuilt, coming fall 2019. Welcome back to the Rebuilt Podcast. Today we are talking about giving to people in need, particularly during the Advent season when people have big, generous hearts. And so we're kind of going through our story here at Nativity where we started with the Advent giving tree, um, providing Christmas gifts for families in need. We realized that um, that was just really, really successful and that our community of people could really have Um, a bigger impact and do something really a lot more meaningful. And so we tried the Advent Conspiracy, which you can, you can find that on adventconspiracy.org. It's basically a a video um, that you show your congregation and um, the idea is to spend less money on gifts and to give more to a specific um, 
project where you can have meaningful impact and to worship more fully at Christmas. That's part of the conspiracy message as well. So Tom, you were telling us the story of of when we did Advent Conspiracy for the first time. We did a water project. Yeah, and we again, we spend less, give, give more, but also give more relationally to other people is the idea. Spend less on that toy and then give that money instead mm-hmm. uh, to help support the project and then the water project. I don't remember, I'm sorry to say, even how we went about finding that water project or who we were going to work with. We didn't really have mission partners at that time, so I think we hmm. just found some place that we did some research on it, but I, I can't even remember. Hmm. But we found somewhere, okay. and I think our goal was to raise, I want to say, I, I had numbers here, and again, I've been off on the numbers, but we wanted to raise like $50,000, we thought, to do the water project. Or it might have been like 25000 It was very low. Okay. And we raised like 120000 It was wow. like just unbelievable mm-hmm. how much more we raised. Um, so that just became, oh my gosh, we're on to something. But you know what's, what sometimes happens is you have an incredible success, and you're like, how do we follow that up? Like that becomes mm-hmm. like a, 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 we didn't know what to do. So I think we did it again the following year. And then the Advent Conspiracy was really cool. It was the first year about giving gifts and all that. But the second, because we did talk about that element as well and in small yeah. groups. But I felt like Advent Conspiracy was mostly this idea. And I think they were trying to make it a movement, but never really figured out, again, how to do it. Like the video was so cool and captured people's yeah. imaginations. But how you make this a movement for every single year right. was very difficult. So I think mm-hmm. in a couple of years... We might have done something. I think we struggled at projects. We didn't have someone like Carol on board to kind of tell us. To what, fight on things. To fight on things. <laughs> but also, I mean, Carol's awesome is, you know, finding projects, of un- working with partners. Really, you do need somebody who is a volunteer. You know, I think you can do it as a volunteer. Ultimately, best to have somebody on staff. But that can just, there's a lot of work that goes into that and figuring out <laughs> all the projects that need to be done. Uh, so we had a kind of a couple year gap. And then we did have mission, somebody eventually on staff mm-hmm. for missions. And we began developing these mission partners. Uh, one was organic, uh, Sister, how does she say her name? Orisoa. Orisoa, because <laughs> I've heard different ways. It was uh, in Nigeria. And so eventually we built, they needed a brand new school. Mm-hmm. So we built a brand new school for them. Um, I think it was going to cost like 80. Again, we would raise more than Way that. more than Way that. Way than that. Um, we've done water. Why don't you go on the other, some of the water other projects, projects. we've done? Well, it was interesting. I, I don't want to miss this point though, just before we dive into some of the partners and it kind of connects to it because like you just said, you can't remember who that first water project supported, like where you got, you went out and found it. <laughs> so of course I'm, I'm digging in. I'm like, like, and, and he this made is my point for me. He did. He helped me sell it because this is why we work with partners because again, it helps us to have consistent relationships across an extended period of time with a particular organization where it's not just a one and done deal where it's not just okay we supported your whatever and then we're gone and it's over and you don't really get any follow-up to celebrate or we don't know what that money went to or how the impact has been made in the community so again working with particular partners really helps you go four inches deep and an inch wide and that's what you want to be you don't want to be stretched too thin across so many avenues which I think a lot of parishes do I mean that's where we started you know we had poor box collections and other collections and we were spreading our money so thin in so many locations you don't make a real impact you don't and you don't develop real relationships exactly you don't have that opportunity see Tom's Tom's jumping on board already aren't you so proud of you Karen I'm so proud of you Tom (laughs) so yeah that that was a big deal and for us it's definitely been a driving force behind the majority of our advent campaigns the last few years is working specifically with our partners and when Mm -hmm. you're working with partner organizations you have a better chance of understanding the true and honest needs of what communities really do need in Mm -hmm. in their um 
in their situation. So for us, we've done, yes, water projects. Last year, we actually did another water project to support our partner communities in Monarch Haiti and Q Kenya. And they were not necessarily projects that dug wells or anything. They were helping to get whatever existing water they had out to more locations in the community. Exactly. So this helped them from a a distribution standpoint. And one of the cool things about these Advent Giving weekends do for us, whatever weekend, usually it's the third weekend of Advent that we do it. Um, I think it's December 15th this year. Mm-hmm is that it remi- we can tell the story all over again because people do forget the story. Correct. You know, they're busy lies. So every year when we're doing that, we're saying, okay, remember this Q Kenya, and here's, remember where it's located. Remember, da-da-da-da-da. And well, remember, and we've part, already done some things to help them. And exactly, here's yeah. exactly. Not only that, but then the best part is we send our teams there. Mm-hmm. So we have people in our parish that are traveling to these locations because we are partnered with them, and they actually see the work getting done, where in a lot of cases, when you have international support that's lending its hand from a financial campaign, you don't always get to see the mm-hmm. fruit and, and what that bore. So in our situation, our parishioners actually get to go and see it at work and in some cases we've been a part of helping them get it established so physically our teams have gone and helped dug trenches and supported community members and worked alongside them as they've prepared that so that's really exciting too we've also done livestock campaigns Mm -hmm. where it was purchase an animal a chicken or a cow or a goat for families in our partner communities that That one's a really popular one Mm -hmm. because again a goat could actually be a tremendous Mm -hmm. life changer right life changer Mm -hmm. transformational for for some of the families and community members that we have in our partner areas so so that was a big one. Um, two years ago, which was my first advent here on staff, we did child sponsorship, which again was through our partnership with the 410 Bridge. And that was just monumental. That was a huge win for us. They have a program that's very specific, geared towards, yes, sponsoring a child's education, but it actually helps raise the quality of education in the communities where they exist. So that was another big love win that for one. us. So, Sharon. I like that one too. Yep. I have a daughter, Sharon. <laughs> there you go. go. I love it. A daughter in Kenya. So a couple other notes on that we got to get you there to visit her i Kelly. know <laughs> one is because it's advent time and it's before christmas a lot of times but you mm-hmm. connect this is if you want give this as a gift to somebody else so we kind of right. carry that over from the advent conspiracy so we have we do create like an ornament or something every year that you could give to someone else i don't know how much people use those but I think a ton people do use yeah. them a ton. all right yeah i mean my dad my dad and my <laughs> brother have both asked if we would never buy them a gift again if we would only just ever donate in their in honor, their name and they love it and so. then to give them something yeah concrete. yeah yeah that says it so yep. again it's been an ornament it's been I'm last year was a card really beautiful card that just said you know i've made a donation in your name to fund support in our communities of monarch and q okay yeah. Yeah. so one of the lessons that we've learned through our history of missions here is to be really intentional about the project that we're doing and so carol do you just want to talk for a few minutes about what we're planning for this year and how it's relational, well, it's not transactional. Getting, well, can you say that? Yeah, I, I can. I mean, we can certainly we can say. just talk about yeah, the, the general, the general We're still working out it. the details, everyone. Right. So we don't want to necessarily put out the exact piece. But okay. um, what we're doing this year is very different. And quite frankly, I have... Mm-hmm. Um, been so bold enough to say is it probably will be the largest campaign Nativity Missions has ever launched. And it's Baltimore. It's We, we are staying local. We are doing it for our city this year. We know that there is, a again, a thirst for this, a hunger in our parish mm-hmm. to really engage on such a unique level with our city. Um, and although we have a tremendous number of really wonderful partners in Baltimore that we work with consistently, and we are invested and engaged consistently in Baltimore, 
unfortunately, I just don't think a lot of our parishioners really know about the work that we do. So this is going to not only highlight, obviously, our current connection because we are working with a local partner for our campaign, um, but it's also one of the things, like you just said, we really are intentional about it. Mm -hmm. For the relational aspect for us, I made sure that when we were talking with our partner, any proposals that we're reviewing for finalizing and approving to actually um, fundraise and campaign, I don't want to use that word, sorry, fundraise, scratch that out of vocabulary. but financially support, there has to be a, a relational component to it. So mm-hmm. anything that we are doing for this campaign this winter is th- there will be a relational volunteer connection component to it when it's up and running. Right. So that means we've got a way for our parishioners to engage with the neighborhood residents to work alongside them to make sure that we are providing not just a financial gift, but also something where we are getting to know the people behind the project and understand their stories, their need for it, what that looks like mm-hmm. for them long term. So yeah, Great. we're we're really excited about it. Lots of lots of ideas for Baltimore. Yes. Fantastic. So what are some other lessons, Tom, that we've learned along the way? And Carol, you can chime in for when when you got (laughs) here and started. I was going to say, do you want uh, intentional stuff? Uh, One of the things I think, too, and and Tom, you'll probably agree to this, though, just from a communication standpoint, we try to drip the message over a series of weeks. So we've already started to, you know, let some leaders in our community, our financial council, our parish council. So one of the ways that, again, if you're looking at, uh, you know, tweaking your Advent campaigns, whatever that might look like, it's important to start dripping those details out a little by little. That's a good for point. Folks to yeah, know. as we said in our story, we knew we were going to change that one campaign, um, the Advent Giving Tree. We let people know way in advance and had some probably some tough conversations. I w- I didn't have to have them, <laughs> but <laughs> I knew they have. I know they happened. And again, we didn't want to let people down, but right. we had a, we were transitioning, so that didn't mean we're going to wean you off, or it's going to be less this year than before, and we're giving you tons of heads up so you can find other people. So, and then for the people, right, to get support from the people that maybe have been working really hard on that giving tree, and it means a lot to them, right? But you're going to transition it. So, and that's why some of these lessons I have are kind of like a little bit further back, I think, than where we where we are right now. You know, number one just is that people need to see the impact of their giving. So if you have that giving tree, is there any way you can, it's okay to like, to be doing the giving tree. You don't want to be, but show it so that people can see it in some way. Again, do a display, do a video. Uh, Again, for us, we make sure to come back in. Usually um, right after January. Right after January. And then later we got to come back because water projects and things like that don't get done in a month. Sure. But let people see the impact of their giving. Um, And if which leads to number two, if people see that they're, they're giving an impact, it f- will feed upon itself. Um, it, it, one of the ways we do that now, again, people go out after mass and they go to wherever they can make the gift and they see everybody else go doing that. Mm-hmm. And again, because in the past they've seen the impact of their giving, they're willing to go out already now. Right. So if you're new, maybe you're they're impacted by seeing all these other people going and buying something or, or you know giving something. Or you're impacted because I know what they've done before. I've seen that, you know. Right. I trust and- them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a credibility already yeah. established. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, this is just an opportunity to raise up givers that don't be afraid of this. Giving begets giving. Uh, that I think sometimes people are afraid. All right. If I do this, then the giving to the offertory is going to go down. We have not experienced that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're raising <laughs> up the generosity in people. Mm-hmm. And so if we raise up the generosity of people in the right way, and if we're calling, you know, doing that in a way that's calling them to to grow as givers it doesn't hurt it's not it's not a a a limited pie 
people will, will continue to grow. So don't be afraid of that. As long as you're not nickel and diming people. Again, this right. is like you said, all we've all these different if, all these different second collections. Um, be very intentional about the project. We've already said that. Mm-hmm. Relational impact the parish can see. Um, talk about looking to a project and then do together as a community. I think that's one of the real big powerful things. Mm-hmm. Um, we've already touched on that. And then here's where we're going to fight. Is this it? Yes. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> is this it? Read it. Is this where we're going to fight? Debate. You How have much two time minutes. do we have you to have fight? Like two minutes. <laughs> it's a huge opportunity for the parish to do good. And stop there. <laughs> and to feel good about themselves. And no! feel good about the pa- And if you want to say feel good about the parish, maybe that feels better to no, you, No, still doesn't feel better. All right, go ahead, Carol. Why don't you like that statement? <laughs> It's fun to see the parish rally around a project. It is fun to see the parish rally around a project, and it's incredible. But I think what we risk in doing so, in in again, there is a risk involved when you do something out of the nature of feeling good about yourself. And it can undermine um, communities' efforts to, again, put themselves in a self-sustaining situation. So our model and our approach in missions is all about empowering and restoring dignity to individuals in vulnerable populations. It's not about disempowering them and taking that dignity away, which unfortunately is so oftentimes the outcome and the result of transactional and unfortunately situations when people mm-hmm. do things out of feeling good for themselves. So you know, I constantly refer... Can it be both? Can it ever be both? It's really hard to be both. Okay. It's a very fine line. And there's an, a documentary out there that I constantly quote from because I just think it speaks to the heart of it. You can have a heart for the poor, but you also have to have a mind for the poor. Mm. And we have to look beyond our own feelings to want to feel good about what we're doing for someone else and recognize the importance that it means for someone to be able to feel empowered. It won't be on our time frame. It won't be exactly where we can just give them our shoes and our clothes and make sure that their life feels better. It has to be that longstanding, I'm going to walk alongside you through the mud because it's going to take that for you to get to where you believe in yourself that you are capable of accomplishing what otherwise someone else is doing for you. So we are all about doing with, not doing for, and that's our model and approach. So it can't be about feeling good about ourselves because that's taking on the approach of doing something for somebody else. Okay. Tom, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. And obviously I think we're, we're doing it not to feel good about ourselves. That's not the purpose. And I think if that becomes the leading point, that's the problem. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I was, I'm reading this book on habits. I think we're probably going to talk about habits next. You know, it's cue, response, reward. I get a cue to do something. I respond in doing it on a habit. And then I feel the reward. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that's just tied into human nature. And so I think Certainly, we want to we want to do good for people because we really are doing good. So it's not about just doing a feel good exercise. I think as a parish, we want to make an impact. Um, but I think as when we invite people into the parish, people want to be part of a parish that is making an impact, and that is the reward, and helping people see that reward that we are. This is a parish that isn't just about itself, but is making a difference in people's lives. And so that's the reward I talk about when people feel good that. that let people know that their giving is making an impact. So certainly do the good, um, but and and don't make it just a feel good exercise. Make it something that really does have impact and is lifting people up. Um, but when people know they're part of a, a a community that's having that impact, they will feel good about themselves and feel good about the parish and feel good about giving themselves mm-hmm. uh, to the parish. Okay, I, I, can roll, I can I can roll with that rebuttal a little bit. All right, I'm, I'll give you a chance. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back to wrap up and maybe hear more from Carol. We'll be right back. 
Looking for practical ways to grow your church? Looking to come together with like-minded church leaders who want to build healthy, growing parishes? Look no further, as the Rebuilt Conference is the place for you. On April 26th through the 28th, 2020, come to the Rebuilt Conference, where you'll be given inspiration to ignite your rebuilding efforts. Come here from engaging keynote speakers, to be challenged to do more in your parish, and experience the renewal of the Rebuilt Movement. For more information about the 2020 Rebuilt Conference, visit RebuiltParish.com. Welcome back, everyone, today to the Rebuilt Podcast. We've been discussing our Advent giving project. Christmas is such a great time of year to um, ask people to be generous because they're already feeling generous. And so um, Carol Guarieri, our Director of Missions, has been with us today. And Carol is just going to give us a couple points to wrap up today. So if you are doing something at Advent to campaign and support other individuals in your community, I think one of the biggest things that we want to highlight is you can take it to that next level. We recognize that not every parish is going to be in a position to take on the relational model full throttle right now. That's sure. totally understandable. It took us 20 years to do that, exactly. right? Exactly. It took us a long time to get to where we yeah. are. But you can make small, minor tweaks that would just help to get you to that place little by little. One of those things can be just make sure that at every Christmas or Every, every Advent season, you're working with the same organization mm-hmm. so that you do start to develop a relationship and get to know the stories behind the people that these toys or these gifts or this adoption process that you're doing, mm-hmm. get to know the stories of the people behind it so that you are at least making a relational connection there and you're not just ignoring the fact that there are people behind what you are doing. And we have to remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely be intentional, of course, in that pers- perspective. Mm-hmm. The other thing is certainly highlighting things over time as you go if you're going to make big changes make sure you start letting your leaders know in your parish mm-hmm. so that you can start to adjust that communication as you get closer to it and then of course yes make it a, a parish wide undertaking it needs to be something that everyone gets behind advent for us every year everybody's on deck you know all yeah. hands are working on it supporting mm-hmm. it whatever creative ideas we need we're working with everyone on staff and our volunteer leaders to pull it together because it is something that requires the entire parish community to be on top of so um, those would probably be my my top three biggies I don't know if you have anything else yeah I just think it's getting uh, go check out the Advent Conspiracy video just to get a vision of what could be and should be I think again it's inspiring um, and I, I think that's one thing and again just to if, if you need to start showing a little bit the impact of what you're doing so you can grow into that we grew into where we are now because we saw the giving grow upon itself and it grew because people saw the impact that they're giving so you might want to start with that and then start getting a vision of what could be and should be through that having conspiracy video yeah and can people contact you carol sure absolutely and we're still growing i mean we're still learning ourselves this is obviously going to be a new undertaking for us this year doing something for baltimore Mm -hmm. and um it's going to be unique and it's going to be exciting but we don't have every answer in the book we still are learning ourselves so i think it's important for everyone to know that it's just really good to talk about ideas and kind of yeah. foster that communication. But it really can be a bold move, I think, that moves a parish forward. I think as we talk about this today, and I remember the history, it was just really fun because I, I remember, again, that Advent Conspiracy video, watching it and being, oh my gosh, we could do this as a church. How awesome would that be? Do you remember that we had all those bottles of water on the... Oh yeah, we had stuff like that. And, yeah. and just, it's it's again, it's one of my favorite weekends of the year, Carol. Yeah. It really is. I love, I love this weekend where we just... To ask people to give and give and make an impact, 
uh, and to share those stories is is I, I love I love it. So I, I think it, it really is something to consider. It can really move your parish forward in its mission. And if everything goes Great. well this year, you know, we'll have some really cool things to share in the future as to what we did to create the excitement around it. So yeah, it'll awesome. be fun. Great. Okay, let's close in prayer. All right. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Uh, Father, we thank you that you have um, given the church to renew and restore and, the, and the, the restore the world, to restore creation, that it's not about just um, getting people to come to church. It's about restoring all of creation. And God, we thank you for the opportunity to serve you and partner with you, God, to bring about that restoration through our missions. And God, we pray that you would use our giving projects, especially our Advent giving, to renew, to restore, and transform this world in your image. And we pray this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen.